Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this, and nothing more. Welcome to Outside of a Dog Minisode. Welcome to our first monthly mini-sode, this one on Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And it's quite curious, Christian. Uh, we had always said that we were going to save up this one for a Halloween. It's a classic of eerie literature, isn't it? So why are we reading it now? Well, looking outside, the weather is still kind of dark and dreary. And I think actually that this is a poem that is not necessarily just about being spooky, scary, and Halloween-y. <laughs> you said weenie. Yes, yes I did. It is, of course, typical for Poe, but it is also a poem. And while it has some of the same topics that Poe's short stories have, the somehow supernatural threat the atmosphere of foreboding danger. There's something more to it. Summarizing it very briefly, it is a narrative poem about a young man who's just lost his love, Lenore, and he is working in his study when suddenly there's a tapping on his door and he thinks, oh, could this be my dead girlfriend? But of course it isn't. It is a raven that flutters in through the window, sits on a statue of Pallas Athene, answering all questions of the young man with the same words. Nevermore. And that is what most people really know about the poem, that some guy is visited by a spooky raven who says nevermore. But beyond that, I don't think there is that much to this poem. As you said, it is a poem, and let me say this, Edgar, you're a good storyteller, you have solid, scary ideas, but poetry is not your strong suit. I would actually disagree. While some of his images are almost ridiculous, the language is very hyperbolic, and the comparisons he uses seem so occult and so strange that it doesn't really add to the atmosphere. But I think the atmosphere is there. And what Poe really uses masterfully is, on the one hand, the rhythm, the constant trochee that he uses, which gives the poem this almost merciless quality of going forward. And on the other hand, he is amazing using onomatopoetic sounds to reflect what is going on. The tapping on the chamber door, the croaking of the raven, the fluttering of the curtains, all these things are reflected by the sounds that he recreates. So I would actually say this is a, an effective poem when it comes to these sort of things. I found it incredibly annoying. The constant repetition I found to be, on the one hand, lazy, and on the other hand, clumsy. I agree. Maybe that creates some sort of atmosphere, repeating the rapping, the tapping, repeating the nothing more, never more, again and again. Okay, granted. But then there's things like this in here. Soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what there at is and this mystery explore. And that is simply cobbling words together just so that they fit into the structure that you've chosen for maybe very legitimate reasons. And it is lazy, clumsy, and takes me out of the genuinely quite spooky atmosphere that he creates. I would agree that the poem is perhaps just slightly too long. There are perhaps a few 
too many repetitions. But I think at least part of that is actually deliberate. The whole poem is basically the young man wanting to know, okay, what is there beyond death? Is there something? Is my beloved Lenore still out there as a ghost or as a soul or as something else? And that, I think, is the aim of the repetitions, to show that he is frantically trying to ask all these questions. And I think he knows from the very beginning, it's even mentioned that he basically says, oh, it's just a raven. And still, he keeps asking these questions. He keeps searching for something. And the raven just always says the same. And I think that is effective. It is maybe annoying, but I think that's at least partly the, the supposed effect of the poem. To say, well, you can ask all you want. In the end, there is no answer. So, I agree that this topic of wanting to find out these mysteries, is there something after death, etc., is intriguing and this idea that he's driven mad by his own questioning of it and that he cannot find answers but even there i would have wished to see it more he just sort of sits down and talks to this raven then he gets kind of angry at the raven and then he ends by saying and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore so emo so whiny I mean, that's Poe we're talking about. Yeah, but I think he does it better at other places. So I would conclude by saying, if you want to see what The Raven is all about, go on YouTube, find the version read by Christopher Lee, because everything read by Christopher Lee sounds awesome and kind of scary. Amen. Has some, has some nice sound effects as well, some rain, some wind, some dramatic music, which is suitably ridiculous. But if you don't feel like it, read something else by Poe. Read, read The Black Cat, for example. That is a great short story. But the Raven, I think it's a victim to its own success. You expect this really great, gripping tale of horror, and then it just isn't. While I disagree, and I think that the Raven is still also a good poem, I do agree with Jonas that maybe it's not Poe uh, at his best. It is still a kind of conventional poem. It has these flashes of atmosphere and of something genuinely gripping. And I think sometimes the form of the poem actually helps it in that respect. But it is compared to many of his tales, just not as effective and not as complex and simply good. So yeah, check it out. It's at least worth seeing what the constant repetition of nevermore in all kinds of pop culture is all about. If you really want to read Poe, there's other things. And maybe we will discuss some of these other things in future episodes or minisodes of the podcast. So that is it for our first minisode. However, do not despair. There's more. For about a year now, we've had a sound guy on this podcast who sort of goes over our recordings, makes sure that all the noise is filtered out and just makes us sound a lot better. We're very thankful to him, my friend from school, Mark. And he does other brilliant things as well. Um, he's in a band called Soniconoclasm, which just released an album, like a proper album, which you can find on Spotify and places like that. You can also go to YouTube and find the video for Broken Motor, their first release. Uh, so we would recommend you go ahead and take a listen to them. But you can also just stick around because we're going to play Broken Motor for you after this. Come back in two weeks' time for our next full episode on The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Thanks for listening. Please come back next time for a proper episode of Outside of the Dark.